Have you gotten to a certain point in your weight loss journey and the weight loss somewhat stops and you think, hmm, is this it? Is this where I'm going to stop? Or you might have experienced a stall and you might have been there for quite a long time or you might have been happy with that said stall and that might have been the weight you wanted to stay, but then it started to creep up and then any efforts that you do, you struggle to go back down and to lose that regain. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're not alone and it is very common to experience this. Today on Reverse the Post-Op Regain, we are discussing how to break a weight loss plateau. We will look at the aspects of your diet that could do with some improvement or potentially some refinement to ensure that that's not what's holding you back in achieving your goals or what you want to achieve after the surgery. It's not the end. It may also be part of a mindset shift. And it is important to realize that sometimes we do have unrealistic expectations after the surgery. Having said all this, let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. When struggling with weight regain, we do have to remember that although you might be doing everything and you still may be going through a plateau, we have to trust the process and remind ourselves, particularly always remind yourself first that the body isn't a machine and there could be other underlying reasons as to why your body is struggling with weight loss. So think, you know, medical conditions, hormonal conditions, Having said that, if you can get that checked, you know, that's all well and good. It is important to note that there can be other underlying reasons as to why you are experiencing weight regain. So I thought I'd mention that off the bat, that your body is not a machine. And just because you do X, Y, Z doesn't mean it's going to do ABC. So it is important to realize that you aren't a machine. Your body is not a machine. Unfortunately, it would be so simple if it was that way. We have to work with each individual body and everyone works differently. So we do need to find what's right for you to make sure that you get the best outcomes of what you'd like to achieve with the surgery itself. Having said that, it is also important to remember that sometimes surgeons do have unrealistic expectations or standards or targets for weight loss that may be really just arbitrary numbers that they've picked based on a calculator or what they think you should be. They might not know your story, particularly in you know great depth. They might not realize that you've never been 55 kilos before and therefore it's probably unrealistic for you to become 55 kilos. So take all of their advice in terms of what your quote unquote weight goal should be. Other stuff, obviously they're the experts, but you know your body best and you need to remember that when you feel your best, you're not getting sick all the time, you've got enough energy, you're not tired all the time. That might be the weight or the lower weight that you need to be. And you may not need to lose that extra 10 kilos to be 55 kilos, for an example. It is important to realize that it is your body at the end of the day when we're talking about weight loss. And I don't want anyone to put any unrealistic expectations on what you think you should be and really hone inward because, you know, the weight is just the weight on the scale and you might be really healthy at 20 kilos heavier than 55 kilos. 
it's just some food for thought but definitely i respect the surgeons in their aspects they're very very clever people they're very smart at what they do but sometimes i think there's too much authority placed on the weight and particularly the pressure that they might put on you to be x amount of kilos or they're quote-unquote disappointed i mean i understand where they're coming from and they're trying to motivate but sometimes it can be harmful. So I just do want to preface this episode of Plateaus with whose expectations are you trying to live up to? Yours, other people's, or someone in your medical team? This also should come in collaboration with a nutrition professional, like a dietitian or an allied health professional that's skilled in the area of nutrition, particularly bariatric nutrition, because we need to figure out what we're aiming for and other health targets as well, rather than just weight loss. So you might have plateaued for six weeks, but you're sleeping better, you've got more energy, you're less tired throughout the day, you're not craving sugar. Is that a better marker of where your body is happy? And so we forget you know, what the scales say. But I digress. What we need to remember is that the plateaus are very normal after weight loss surgery. And you know, it depends on who I'm talking to. Sometimes your plateau might actually be where the body's staying. And sometimes your plateau is a good thing in the fact that you've maintained weight and you have stopped putting on weight. So it can be also a positive aspect if we look at it that way. Plateaus are very normal for up to six weeks and it's a sign that the body is sort of recalibrating and getting the metabolism right and getting used to the change in diets. There's always an initial drop of weight when we change any diet and lifestyle factors and that's just normal. That's to do with the glycogen stores in the body, them working a little bit differently. The metabolism, breakdown of food, that's all working a little bit differently since you changed your diet because you may have gone from eating one way to eating a different way. So that initial loss is very normal. Overall, I really think that the key message here is that it depends on your situation, which will apply to you. But these are some strategies and aspects to look at if you have been struggling with a weight plateau for some period of time and you're you know, weeks or months away from an appointment with your healthcare professional. Number one, check your nutrients particularly. So protein is the one that we focus on when you do have a weight plateau. Naturally, with weight loss, you do lose some initial muscle mass. However, we don't want you to lose too much muscle mass. So it is really important in the whole weight loss journey to ensure you're eating enough protein consistently And I say consistently because you can have a great intake five days a week, but on the weekend, it's completely loosey-goosey. So be really clear and concise with, you know, tracking your protein intake at least for a good fortnight so you can capture two whole weekends. And if there is a dip in the protein on the weekend, make some strategies to ensure you reach your target on the weekend so that you're not going almost a third of the year with inadequate protein intake. That's number one. In addition to that, or I guess you could point to 1A, that you can have too much protein. So I saw a couple of people this week where they had actually been eating 30 grams more protein than their body needed. As a consequence of that, any nutrient can get turned into fat. So it's not ideal for the body to turn protein into fat, but it can do so because it's an imbalance or an excess of that particular nutrient. So then doing the food diary may also give you some insight on the fact that hmm, maybe I'm eating too much protein and then adjust accordingly. Keeping in mind that you do need to eat enough protein, but also getting the right balance of that is important and vital in the overall picture. Now, this leads into my next point is to make sure that you're not 
excessively overdosing on you know protein powders or only eating meat and dairy rather than actually having vegetables i see this a lot particularly as you know we hone in that protein in that very first appointment and then we talk about that a lot in that first 12 months post-op but then if someone doesn't come back for a period of time they may be still eating to the way that we wanted them to eat in those first 12 months to maximize the muscle mass to reduce that loss so if someone comes back to me three, four, five years post-op and they're not eating a balanced plate, and what I mean by a balanced plate is half the plate protein or meat or meat alternatives, then the other half vegetables and about two tablespoons to a quarter of a cup of low GI carbohydrates, then we're not getting the balance right. So if you can visualize that plate in your mind, you can see that you're getting some nice color, lots of fiber, antioxidants and nutrients some complex carbohydrates to give you that energy and again the protein and or meat or meat alternatives for that muscle mass so that's a balanced meal and that's what i refer to as a balanced meal if you're just having meat and maybe a few pieces of frozen veg here and there or you're having a salad and your portion of cheese is your quote-unquote protein then we might have a problem with weight regain because you're not getting the right balance of nutrients so focus on making sure that your meals have some type of plant matter to it. So for example, it might be legumes for your complex carbohydrates with some salad and some meat and some sort of dressing, or it might be, you know, a snack rather than it just being ham and cheese. It could be ham and cheese and maybe some sides of cherry tomatoes and some little cucumbers or little cucumbers and some hummus and some crackers rather than it just being crackers and hummus. Adding in that extra fiber, not only will add in different varieties of nutrients that then support the body's metabolism and just the underlying immune system. However, it would also increase the balance of the diet and you're not just eating meat. So it's really important to see if you are getting a balanced diet and make sure you're trying to have a good amount of plant matter, whether it be fruit at breakfast, for example, then some vegetables at lunch and dinner, whether it be a salad or vegetables. I know some people say they're different, but it is important to get that plant matter into your day to make sure that your diet is overall more balanced. Referring back to my previous podcast on sleep, sleep is undoubtedly the most important part of weight management. If you don't get good sleep, and you can refer back to that previous podcast on this topic as well, if you don't get good sleep, you're more likely to crave the discretionary and the higher calorie foods in that later part of the day. If you're struggling with sugar cravings in the second part of the day, or you're finding that you're reaching for that sugary food towards, you know, after bed, you just need to go to bed. Make sure that you get a good eight hours of sleep or whatever your body does need and that it is good quality sleep. You'll find that if you sleep well, you'll be more likely or more motivated to do some sort of movement, which will then help with that weight loss as well. And similarly, that then the exercise plus the good sleep will minimize those sugar cravings in the afternoon, or it might be just, you know, potato chips or something that's higher in kilojoules that then are more satisfying to eat and easier to grab than something that's a bit more balanced or healthier along those lines. So don't underestimate sleep in terms of managing weight. It's very important. The final topic I would say is to make sure that you're getting a decent amount of exercise daily, at least 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise that is a moderate level of activity. So you're getting your heart rate up and it's a sustained level of exercise. So it's not just short bursts here and there. Getting up and down from your chair is not exercise or just, you know, doing a couple of squats here and there. Yes, it's movement. 
We can't technically class that as exercise because it's not that sustained level of effort. So I would recommend you see an exercise professional if you are unsure on how to get into exercise. And I have a great colleague, his name is Johan, and I'll pop his details in the show notes if you're interested and you live in Brisbane. I find he's excellent for explaining the how to get back to exercise when you haven't before, especially after weight loss surgery. So he's a really, really great resource to go to for that. But exercise, making sure you are getting a sustained amount of cardiovascular exercise, like walking, cycling, swimming, those types of exercises, and doing resistance training. I always talk about resistance training, but it is so important in the weight management sphere, but also building up your muscle, reducing the risk of osteoporosis, strengthening your immune system, reducing the risk of diabetes and um, cholesterol. So it's it's an all-rounder. So work on improving your resistance training. It really, really helps with weight management, particularly in the way of building muscle, which means you can eat more calories because you burn more calories at rest with that extra muscle. doesn't happen overnight. It's a sustained effort, but that's the idea. I guess we'll call it one last tip is make sure you get enough fluid in of non-caloric beverages. Fluid is really important for the body, obviously. I don't need to tell you this, but as it gets warmer in Australia, it is important to aim for more fluid, especially if you're exercising or if you're out in the sun, try to minimize the risk of dehydration by getting enough fluid in. You will find that you'll feel less hungry and you'll feel more full as the days progress. And just check in to see if it's a really hot day, are you genuinely hungry or are you thirsty? Often we can't discern the difference, so it does help to do that age-old trick of having a glass of water, then waiting half an hour to see if you're actually hungry. That's it for today's episode on managing or breaking a weight loss plateau after weight loss surgery. It's really important to realize that it's not an overnight process and consistency is the key, particularly when we're struggling with weight regain. So take it each day as it comes. It's not going to come off overnight. It may come off at one kilo a month, but be patient, trust the process and refine all of those strategies that we talked about today. And hopefully you'll see a change. If not, my doors are always open. You're welcome to contact me and we can talk about an individual plan for you to see where you're going wrong. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au and reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.